co-host and sister Kaylin. Hi. And we're on episode number... Oh shit, 26. <laughs> I didn't write it down this time. Sorry. Um, yep, and we are also uh, getting caught back up from our little break. Mm-hmm. I just stepped on a piece of popcorn. Um, cool. You kicked it out of me. That's what you did. After I stepped on it. Yum. Alright, well, um, this week we are doing haunted prisons or jails. Penitentiaries. Or penitentiaries. Places and people go when they've been bad. Um, uh, so yeah, we mentioned at the end of our last episode, um, that we're catching up, so we're literally recording two at a time, so. Yeah. We obviously don't have any spooky updates, unless you are holding out and you saved one for this episode. Oh yeah, no, no. Just a fucking creepy kid, but you know. And I haven't thought of anything else since the last episode that I might have experienced, so. So, we mentioned it in the end of our last episode, but I'm gonna just go ahead and plug it right here in case some of you don't listen to the end. Um, yeah, so we have stickers of our little ghosty guys and our logo, and we would love to send them to you if, in return, you could just take a little bit of your time that you're flipping through TikTok. Just go leave us... pooing and flipping through TikTok. Just go leave us a little review on Apple or Google. And then screenshot your review and DM it to us. And then we will gladly send you some stickies. Um, Yeah, we just... It would be awesome if you could do it. And I want to pass out the stickers like they are candy. But I also want, you know, I want a couple reviews. Okay. Kaylin's birthday's coming up, and uh, we are. I'm kind of excited for our story topic that week, so. Oh, we gotta flip a few thing, a few things around then. That's fine. Okay. Do we ha- we have to record that one next week then, right? No. No, my birthday's in two weeks from Saturday, so. So oh yeah, that's right. The episode will drop right after your birthday. Yeah, that's right. I'm so excited. <laughs> so y'all need to stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, this is when they're gonna stop listening, but that's alright. No, I'm just kidding. No. I'm kidding. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll, just, we'll play this one by ear. Alright, guys. Well, let's go ahead and dive on into today's topics. As, um, got some weird. Rowan's in the background. Kid shit fucking going dramatically yawning. <laughs> Alright, so for today's story, I chose to do the Eastern State Penitentiary. It is located at 2027 Fairmount Avenue in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh... I'm not just handing out addresses. This is an active museum. They do tours. They do night tours. Uh, They do haunted houses during um, Halloween time. So you can visit there. And, you know, they got some good TripAdvisor uh, (laughs) reviews that I'll share a few at the end. (laughs) But they actually have a 4.5 on TripAdvisor, so it seems like most people enjoy going. Um, so yeah, if you're ever in Philadelphia, you should check it out and let us know how it goes, because I have no idea when the fuck I'll ever see Philadelphia. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so it opened in 1829 and it was built two miles outside of the city at the time, and it was the largest building in the United States at the time. Oh, shit. It was designed to resemble a medieval or gothic castle in hopes to deter people from committing crimes. They wanted it to be uh, imposing. The architect, John Haviland, said that the building should, quote, strike fear into the hearts of those who thought of committing crime, end quote. That's very specific. Um, And today it is now located in downtown Philadelphia and it is a historical landmark. Uh, 
so for the time that it was built, um, it was like the revolutionary system of incarceration and they actually ended up calling it the Pennsylvania system um, or separate system and it basically used solitary confinement as a form of rehabilitation which of course we know nowadays solitary confinement is actually more of a form of torture but you know this was revolutionary for the time whatever um, the warden was legally required to visit every inmate every single day, and then the overseers were mandated to see each inmate three times a day. So, basically, the inmates were um, alone. Mm-hmm. They weren't, like, housed with other inmates. Yeah. Like, that was supposed to be... And it was supposed to, um, it, like, encourage them to find God in their alone time. Got it. Yeah. So, uh, it was, like, one of the first, um, prisons to have a radial floor plan, and obviously the system of solitary confinement, and it actually, um, ended up being the model for, like, another 300 prisons worldwide. Mm. So, people were like, oh, this is a fantastic idea, let's implement this. No good. Um... So the inmates were in cells that could only be accessed through entering a small entering through a small exercise yard attached to the back of the prison and only a small portal just large enough to pass meals through was open into the cell block. Uh the design was definitely impractical and um in the middle of construction cells were ended up cells ended up being constructed that actually allowed prisoners to leave um, through the blocks through metal doors um, instead of that only being able to go out into mm-hmm. their yard it sounds like a um, sounds like a dog kennel yeah <laughs> or like one of those like new cat like fences that you see that you can like attach it to your backyard and they can <laughs> yeah. pop out through the window or something yeah but it's like still enclosed <laughs> here you can only take a step out here so um for the time actually the cells were pretty advanced they had a faucet with running water and a flush toilet oh hey as well as curved pipes along the wall which um served as central heating through the winter months and hot water would run through the pipes to keep the cells warm okay Uh, (laughs) The toilets, though, were only remotely flushed twice a week by the guards and from the cell block, so. Um, It's fucking gross. What if you have, like, diarrhea? I'm sure that place stank. (laughs) Twice a week. Oh my god. (laughs) I mean, the only thing I think is at least it was cold, so at least, like, they didn't have, like, hot heat to, like, in, except up. the winter months when the fucking hot water was running. Well, I don't think those water pipes kept the rooms toasty. Hot. <laughs> I think it was maybe if you huddled your body against the pipe, you might be warm. <laughs> um. Eventually, their solitary confinement system collapsed due to overcrowding. Surprise, surprise. Um. America. <laughs> <laughs> And by 1913, they abandoned the solitary confinement system and operated as a congregate prison until it closed in 1970 or 1971. So another thing to note is that underground, there are four small cells with low ceilings and no plumbing. And that was their, like, isolation chamber. And, um... It was, like, they always used it. That, that was, like, the main I'm form of punishment. Just imagining and shit. That's all I keep Ugh, thinking right, right now. Like, in barf. Uh, their toes must be... Uh, I better hope they had shoes on. Um, it's an athlete's foot for sure. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is what they call the hole. Like, every mm-hmm. prison has what they call the hole. Mm-hmm. This was their hole. Yeah. Um, and, uh, also they, they called it Klondike, I'm assuming, because it was probably cold as fuck under there. <laughs> what would you do <laughs> for a Klondike bar? Not 
step in shit. <laughs> um, anyway, so despite the fact that this place was designed to be a humane alternative to overcrowded prisons, inmates were routinely tortured. Some had their tongues chained to their wrists. <laughs> oh, no. So basically, they had an iron collar clamped onto the tongue, and <laughs> I can't even finish. Sorry. The collar was then attached to the wrists, and they were set high behind the back, like this. I'm kind of assuming, like up and over their heads. So okay, but. I don't know. If it's attached to your... Oh, I guess. Any movement of the hands caused <gasps> the tearing. No! Stop! <laughs> severe bleeding of the tongue. Oh, man. Okay, this guys. Pun- I'll you in on a little secret. This is one of my biggest fears. It's like getting my teeth ripped out and my tongue ripped out. Like, I can't. Uh, this is... Oh, God. This is giving me... Oh. Okay, uh, go. Go. My ears are closed. Oh, my God. Um, this punishment was reserved for those who were caught communicating and caused many prisoners to die due to massive blood loss. Oh, no shit! Uh, they also used the water bath. This is where the prisoner was dunked into an ice-cold water bath and then hung from the wall for the rest of the night until morning when a layer of ice was formed on the skin. Um, the mad chair... Is where a prisoner strapped into a chair with tightly bound leather straps. Mm. Straps were so tight that it was not possible for even the smallest of movements, causing insufficient blood flow to the part, to those parts of the body, and often leading to having to be um, amputated. amputated. Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> Prisoners would be forced to sit for days without any food, and uh, that caused many of them to basically lose their shit and go crazy resulting in the name the mad chair and then lastly the hole that we discussed earlier uh is was the pit underground it was located under cell block 14 and that's where irredeemable prisoners were locked for weeks at a time with little air and no light they were often just thrown a slice of bread and a little bit of water um from above (laughs) <laughs> to survive in the harsh environment. Like a fucking rat trap door or some shit like that? Basically. And they also had um, some nice furry rodent friends and cockroaches. Would have just ate those at that point. Yeah. I guess. You know, a little protein. You ain't got nothing else to lose at this point. <laughs> uh, I would rather eat... I don't know, I guess I'd rather eat a cockroach than a rat? Well, yeah. You'd probably get a disease from the rat. Well, yeah. I also can't envision crunching on a <laughs> live chocolate <laughs> Oh, I hate bugs. That's disgusting. So, um, eventually the prison was closed in 1971, and many um, prisoners and guards were transferred to Greaterford Prison, about 31 miles northwest. The city of Philadelphia purchased the property with the intention of redeveloping it, and they had several proposals, which included a mall oh. and a luxury apartment complex surrounded by the old prison walls. I'll like, check no in that box. <laughs> like, I don't um, know. Could you imagine? So, like, the mall thing kind of reminds me of, like, you know how when you go down to Disneyland in L.A., there's the Citadel? It's that mall that has, like, the weird, like pyramid things yeah, 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 with yeah the freaking like sphinx things and the sitting. lion things yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, whatever's yeah. going on over there like that whatever's going on <laughs> whatever's i've going always on wanted to stop there just to check it out we might have to we might have to but could you imagine like oh i live in this luxury apartment and it's like people used to shit on the floor bro <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, like humble yourself oh, a little my. so obviously none of that happened um because it's still a prison well, not act. It's a museum. Anyways, so, um, about over a thousand entries were recorded in the death ledger, which documented 
inmates that died and what caused their death um, during the entirety of the time that the Eastern State Penitentiary was operating. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the youngest inmates to ever stay at Eastern State was 11-year-old Mary Ash, convicted of arson. She died two years later of tuberculosis, which was a common killer of prisoners, obviously. It's... Who would have guessed? Gross, and people are... You know. Um, and she is also the youngest person to die there. So oh, she was the youngest person man. convicted and stayed there, and the youngest person to die there. And um, there was a really like unusually high number of deaths there between 1881 and 1882, which also stemmed from the spread of tuberculosis. Um, there was also a, a man in 1881 that killed his cellmate and then committed suicide after there were two other inmate suicides recorded in 1882 and on february 5th 1940 an inmate named joseph havel used scissors to stab his cellmate george knopp in the night where did he get scissors I, from? You know what? It was 1940, man. Who? Maybe he was doing fucking arts and crafts and he just pocketed them. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, those are just some of the more notable deaths um, that happened there. Some famous inmates. Um, and I'm going to put this one as maybe the most famous. In 1924... <laughs> Um, Pep, the cat murdering dog, an actual dog, was sentenced. No, he was not. Was sentenced to life at Eastern State. Oh my god. Pep allegedly murdered the governor's wife's most cherished cat. And they said, oh, fucking shit. Prison man. records. Prison records reflect that Pep was assigned an inmate number, number C2559, and he also has a mugshot. Which I'm gonna find and post on our Instagram. Um, although some people debate that that's why the dog ended up in the penitentiary. Some people f- say that oh they donated the dog to or the governor donated his own dog to the prison to help increase inmate morale. I, so he was like I, a support animal. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. In 1929. Famous gangster Alphonse Scarface Capone, aka Al Capone, aka a lot of prisons. He has been in a lot of prisons. Um, He spent eight months uh, in the Eastern State Penitentiary. Uh, The Philadelphia Daily Ledger reported that Capone had enjoyed many luxuries during his stay. And he... Bet you he got to have the dog in his cell. <laughs> give, me, give me that dog. Um, his cell was supposedly furnished with, like, large oriental rugs on the floor. He had oil paintings. He had a radio. Um, and if you go and visit, the cell has supposedly been restored to what it would have looked like while Capone stayed there. And none of that surprises me. No, not at all. If you've ever seen Goodfellas when they go to prison mm-hmm. and they, like have lobster and fucking they're like making spaghetti and like five of them are hanging out in like a giant room (laughs) um rumor has it that the haunted prison kind of like wore on him and he ended up his time there was spent he was basically kind of like curled in the corner He was, like, weeping and terrified, and he would scream at night, and he would also shout a lot for Jimmy to leave him alone. He insisted that he was being tortured by a man named James Clark, who was killed in the um, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Each night, it was said that Capone would scream, and during his screaming sessions, he would scream at the man he referred to as Jimmy and beg him to go away and leave him alone. But night after night, apparently the ghost of Jimmy would continue to show up and torture Capone. 
and um, the guards would constantly check on him. They'd check around his cell. Obviously, nobody was ever found, despite the claims that Capone Mm -hmm. was like, there's a man in here. Help me. Mm -hmm. He's bothering me. (laughs) Um... So, even though Al Capone was still kind of, he, during the day and, sh- you know, during, he was still, like, they considered sane. Mm-hmm. So, he just, at night, was, like, really fucked up by whatever was haunting him. I have read that they think he started to go, I'm pretty sure it was him, that he mm-hmm. started to go crazy because of syphilis. Uh, so... Okay. Or maybe the ghost of this motherfucker was really like, hey, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, William Sutton also did a little stint here. He's also known as Slick Willie. And he's one of the most famous bank robbers. He stayed there for about 11 years. And in the year 1945, he tried to escape the facility with numerous other inmates through a tunnel that was about 100 feet long. Um, and they did not get very far before they got caught. Well, no shit. <laughs> and all of them got caught, yeah. Yeah. So nobody made it out that time. <laughs> all right. Then there was, uh, Joe Buzzard, and he was a part of the Buzzard family, which consisted of five brothers. All of the brothers served time in this prison, though he was the youngest of the family, and he was convicted of stealing horses. <laughs> Some of these just sound so, like... <laughs> At least, I know, like, back in the day, like, that shit was like, no, you don't fucking steal horses. Well, exactly. And that's, like, but today, yeah. it's, like, trivial. Like, it's a- Basically is what the rest of this says. Oh. Um, <laughs> horse theft used to be a very popular reason to be convicted of a crime. But by the year 1939, when Joe Buzzard was convicted of the crime, he was the only horse thief left. <laughs> <laughs> then there was uh, Morris Bulber. Bulby. <laughs> Um, he was also known as Louis the Rabbi. (laughs) So Bulber, along with two of his cousins, Paul and Herman Petrillo, uh, led a murder ring between 1932 and 1937. Uh, the prosecutors found the ring guilty of 35 murders, but it was suspected that the number was much higher. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Bulber was not a real rabbi, though he did, (laughs) he did say that he had magic healing powers. Oh, hey. And he also made, um, charms and cures for people. And did he put them in his coat jacket? (laughs) (laughs) Fling it open. Yeah, you want, you want to watch? Um, (laughs) uh, so yeah, he wasn't. I guess when he wasn't murdering people, he was providing uh, tears to people. I don't know. So Paul Petrillo would um, basically, like, get women to go in on a life insurance scheme on their husbands. And then Bulber would supply the arsenic used to murder said husbands. Um, some of the women were knowing accomplices <laughs> to their husband's murders. Um, but it's believed that some of the women thought that Bulber was giving them one of his potions or charms, like a love potion or. Oh. So they were like, oh, yay, my husband will love me love more. Me more and then he died. <laughs> could, you Im- could you imagine? You're like, oh. I'm gonna give this potion to my husband so he'll love me and then he died and you're like wow it's kind of a shit on your (laughs) self esteem there and then like you know you don't even have a fucking explanation it just he dies yeah and then obviously the group would split the insurance money on all these dead husbands um so Paul and Herman were uh sentenced to death and they both died by electric chair in 1940 and 1941 and then Bulber received a life sentence that he served at Eastern State from 1942 until he died there in 1954. And then um, there is Frederick J. Tenuto, a.k.a. the angel, as in of death. He was a mob hitman in Philadelphia who... Um, spent time in this in Eastern State in the 30s and the 40s. 
1946, both Tenuto and Willie Sutton were transferred to Holmesburg Prison, but guess what? Hmm. They escaped. Oh, no shit. In 1947. And until 1952, when a 24-year-old Brooklyn man named Arnold Schuster, Iden Schuster, that's weird, um, identified Sutton, which led to his recapture. <laughs> this guy sucks. <laughs> Tried to crawl out a tunnel, didn't make it. Escaped for like a couple years. Five seconds. Right. Like I guess like what four. 47 to 52. Five years. That's a couple years. Um, and then, uh, surprisingly, Schuster was shot dead. Oh, who would have guessed? Although they couldn't prove um, that it was... They thought it was Tenuto who mm-hmm. carried out the hit, but they couldn't prove it. And um, they never found Tenuto, but su- they suspect that he he was murdered by another hitman <laughs> to be in the mob in the fucking 40s and 50s it's like everyone was killing everybody it's so crazy um so yeah that is kind of the history some famous inmates uh-huh interesting and now here are some ghost stories can you sing it to us just like yes that? i will so people who tour like currently um they report hearing people crying in extreme pain or torture uh. which is not surprising considering how many people died of having their tongues ripped out of their mouths. <laughs> oh my god stop <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people see sudden orbs and streaks of light appearing and disappearing. Um, one of the main things reported is the sounds of people walking through the halls. Yeah, I feel like that would be a main thing. Yeah. People are tapped on the shoulder, and of course, mm. when they turn to look, nobody is there. Don't fucking touch me. <laughs> Don't fucking touch me. Have you seen... Um, so, like, there's now this wave of shit going on paranormal TikTok that, like, oh, ghosts actually can't touch you. So, if you say you've been touched by a ghost, like, you're fucking lying or something like that. It's, like, I don't know where this came from all of a sudden. It's fucking cancel culture, probably. They're like, canceling go- ghosts. <laughs> Get the We're fuck canceling out of here. ghosts. We're canceling people with paranormal experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, apparently there's now this whole thing that, oh, if it's an actual ghost, it can't touch you, which... Okay. Duh, no, 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 can't touch you. Anyways, um, people report hearing very loud and very sadistic laughter. Ooh, hell no. Which, that is just fucking vile. No. I would, if I heard some maniacal laughter, I would fucking be, I, I, honestly, I'd prefer you tap me on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Because that I can sort of explain away. Mm-hmm. I can't explain away some maniacal fucking laughter. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, sounds of the cell door handles jiggling. Yeah. Uh, sounds of furniture being dragged across the floor. Um, for some reason, people hear babies screaming in cell block seven. Which I don't want to know. Which oh, I did not mention. Um, this prison was actually, like, they took anybody. Obviously, there was that 11-year-old girl. They took, um, women, men of all ages. Okay. Um, so that is, okay, that makes more sense now that I remember to mention that. Okay. So women were imprisoned here. Okay. So it's possible that- I just thought it was arsons and mobsters. (laughs) I'm dead near at this point. Um... Many people claim, and out of these people, a lot of them are, uh, like, tour guides Mm -hmm. and people who, like, actively work there. Yeah. Um, They claim to see a shimmering blob that just, like, appears and disappears. The fuck? Right? Like a a shimmering blob. (laughs) It's bedazzled. (laughs) So here's the thing, though. If you've ever seen Rick and Morty, there's an episode where they have like i feel like it's like a a bejeweled fart cloud (laughs) 
that sings, and it's the voice of the crab from Moana, whoever that guy is. He I voices this guy. fart cloud, and yeah. it sings the entire time. So you're basically listening to the crab from Moana sing the entirety of this episode. And he literally is like a bejeweled fart cloud. And that's literally what I was envisioning. And I'm like, this isn't, that's not very. Oh, man. I mean, I'm sure it's really scary to see in person. Yeah. But when you are on the outside looking in, I'm like, oh, cool. The fart cloud from Rick and Morty, which is the crab from Moana. This is not, does it sing? Like, <laughs> um, people have reported to walking in and hearing people shout their names. Mm-mm. Nope. That's the, the that's, Wendigo. That's some Pokemon. <laughs> that's the Wendigo. <laughs> really? You got is. me fucked up. You got me fucked up. Yikes. Um, I guess one of the biggest paranormal incidences rec- recorded here um, was it happened to one of the locksmiths there named Gary Johnson. He was working to restore cell block four by removing a 140-year-old lock from a cell door. When he tried to open the cell door, he described that he felt paralyzed, like a powerful force paralyzed him. And he said that he felt like he had an out-of-body moment where he was, like, drawn towards the cell and that it was just full of negative energy. Mm. And he could see just hundreds and hundreds of, like, distorted forms appearing on the walls and a bunch of people's just, like, anguished faces appearing on the walls. And this is where we leave cell block four? Well, many people think that when he broke the lock off of that cell, he opened up the gateway for the ghosts and spirits, like, locked in the cell. Mm-hmm. And when he was asked about it, like, years later, he literally was still terrified of what he experienced. Yeah. So, a that lot of people think... That shit would haunt me forever. Yeah. So, a lot of people think he, like, opened up the portal for the hauntings and for all of the ghosts and spirits of the uh, people who were tortured and died there to just roam around. Could you imagine being that guy? I know. (laughs) Like, you go down in history as the guy who made the prison way more haunted than it already was. Uh, And then uh, there's another one which also involved a locksmith, so apparently these ghosts are like not down for locksmiths. I don't know. Or want them to unlock more locks. I don't know. So one of the site managers claimed that um, even though he didn't call a locksmith for fixing issues with a lock, he was having issues with a lock, but he Mm -hmm. didn't actively call for a locksmith to show up and help. He said all of a sudden a locksmith just magically appeared to the scene, carrying all the necessary tools and equipment needed to fix the issues with the lock. Oh, um, the other weird part to the story is that, uh, the locksmith said that some invisible entity picked him up f- where, wherever he was actively working. And the next thing you know, he like ended up inside the building. What in the actual fuck is going on? <laughs> so, no. I don't oh know. Oh my god, either um, that guy was on some extreme drugs. That's what, you know. Or, there's more to this shit than what we uh, fucking even can imagine. Yeah. I'm not down for invisible entities, like. Like, just pick the, <laughs> like, hey, come here. We need, we need your help. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. It's so bad. Oh, man. It's no, so thank bad. you. No um, fucking thank you. Did he o- open, like, the second fucking portal, I, I You guess? know what? I, if the ghost is, like, lifting him from wherever he's working and dropping him off, like, I'm I'm gonna assume that they're, like, encouraging more locks to be broken open, because mm-hmm. it's, it's fucking, that's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm going with the drug story. You know, that's... Sorry. Oh my god, that's... I'm too scared now. Don't make weird noises. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of... I tried also to keep it, I don't know, short and sweet. Short, sweet, and to the point. Um, yeah. All right. 
I used my best handwriting for mine. Oh, do you want to hear, um... Oh, yes, please. Bad, bad the trip, tri- trip advisor. Bad trip advisor reviews. So, like I said, this place actually has, like, a 4.5. A lot of people leave five stars, but you know me. I like mm. I like seeing why people are petty. Um, oh, God. So, apparently... <laughs> um, apparently, Steve... Buscemi? Is that how you say his last name? Because I've been made fun of for how I say it. Steve Buscemi? 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 It, oh it's God. not Buscemi. No, it's not. Buscemi. Whatever. Buscemi? 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 <laughs> I don't know. I've heard him say it before. I actually Googled him it's, saying it. It's. I think it's Buscemi. Anyways. Did he apparently he does a like recorded audio tour. <laughs> So this person says, do not do the in-person tour. Let Steve Buscemi be the guide. <laughs> um, and he left a very, very long review about how the tour guide's rhetorical questions were annoying. Um, and he said it was borderline insulting. Are we on a first grade tour here? We are adults. Um, and he would ask questions about... I guess there's like a riot that occurred in the 60s and he asked questions about it and then the guy didn't even respond. So, yeah. He says, don't do the in-person tour. Do the Steve Buscemi tour, okay? At least do it for me. Please just do it for me. Uh, And he wrote that last year, so that's fairly recent that you can listen to Steve Buscemi guide you through the... uh... Oh my god, are you really Googling it? Buscemi. Buscemi. And there we have it, kids. <laughs> Steve Boucher. Uh Somebody, Miss Fitzgerald, says, Depressing and somewhat frightening experience. A very old prison that closed in the 90s, which is not true. Rusty walls and cells. Just an all-around poor choice. It was damp and cool. What the fuck was he expecting? The f- fucking five seasons? Four seasons? Like, whatever. Yeah, I guess. Uh, overpriced and disappointing from Dominique. Um, came here with a couple friends and was very disappointed. It's way overpriced and way too packed. I expect there to be a lot of people, but it made the experience so much less scary. Literally was not scared of anything, but the smelly people scent that was behind my group of friends. I would not suggest anyone waste their time or money. All right. (laughs) Uh, Robert says, boring. Not as interesting as I thought it would be. Too boring tour. Prison looks fake and not as scary as in San Francisco. <laughs> Damn, these people are... And Abides says, No Alcatraz. Deteriorating and a waste of time. It's hard after you've been to Alcatraz to see anything positive about this place. Which I feel like Alcatraz is also deteriorating and... Well, yeah, it's also like right smack in the middle of the fucking nasty bay water that's gonna deteriorate it there's like chunks of the building that has like been destroyed yeah oh my god why can't i people are so boring okay the tour is boring like i'm a fucking history nerd so i would probably love this shit regardless if it's scary absolutely like so they do night tours no thank you they do yeah like i said they dazzled flying or the, bed- the bedazzled fart cloud. <laughs> I'm alright. Um, so, yeah. And it comes with a maniacal screaming. Or maniacal or laughter. laughter. Yeah, the maniacal, maniacally laughing bedazzled fart cloud. Yep. <laughs> and I am okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, it sounds like it's boring for people who don't enjoy history. I think I would be, like, happy enough just to see, like, Al Capone's cell. Yeah. Um, but I also love, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, I also, I obviously, one, enjoy spooky shit, but Mm -hmm. also I enjoy history, so. Yeah. Even if it was less spooky and more history, I would still be entertained, so. Yeah. Sometimes I think that people go in with, like, this... I guess, like, thought that it's going to be, like, a haunted house, almost, where things just jump out at you all the yeah, fucking like, time. they go in with, like, an unreasonable expectation of how, like, actual paranormal yeah. shit works. Yeah. <laughs> fucking weirdo, dude. 
Uh, All right, so where did you choose? Missouri State Penitentiary. So, um, this is in Jefferson City, Missouri. Mm -hmm. And in order to keep Jefferson City as the state capital governor, John Miller proposed that a state penitentiary would be built. Oh, cool. That's the... That's the main reason Jefferson City is the... I didn't know that's, like, one of the things you needed in order to remain a capital. No, I guess it doesn't have to be like that, <laughs> but... I, that was just his like, best idea. That was He's like, hey, no, yeah. no, we're still good. Like, we have, we're going to have a jail. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, construction began in 1834, and its doors officially opened in 1836. The prisoners built houses... And many of the homes still remain uh, that surround the prison. Cool. Yep. Um, just six years after opening, the prison received its first female inmate. Um, a hall, or housing unit four, was made for post-Civil War criminals. And it is the oldest building on site. Shoe factories, saddle tree factory, and many more industries utilize the inmate labor. So they would pick up inmates, take them to go do labor, and bring them back at the end of the day. Oh, they were were they making Victoria's Secret panties too? Probably. Okay, cool. No, they were in charge of the bras. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the prison was one of the most efficient feeding. Like they were. What? They they fed. <laughs> The inmates, like, efficiently. Like, they only spent 11 cents on each inmate feeding them, like, daily. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) The way I wrote that was fucked up. What are they feeding? Who are they feeding? Are they feeding inmates? The inmates (laughs) ate for 11 cents a day. Okay. They're feeding inmates to animals or something. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, By 1900, uh, 2,200 on average inmates lived in the prison. And the Jefferson City Star Tribune called it the greatest in the world. Ooh. Yeah. Of course they did. Um, yeah, sure. Housing Unit 1 was built as the main entrance, and female inmates Emma Goldman and Kate O'Hare were housed there. Who they are, I really don't know. I'm sorry. I apologize. In 1909, the prison got rid of the striped suits that they had. So that's when they tore away from the classic black and white prison striped suits and went into something else. Nude. Nude. (laughs) Orange. (laughs) Oh, no. no. (laughs) I'm sorry. This is a nice nude outfit today. This is like a nice khaki. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My bad. Um, housing unit <laughs> housing unit three was a housing oh, oh. <laughs> hold on Wait, what the fuck housing was a unit housing there unit three was housing <laughs> how did was you a, know um <laughs> units and, Oh, uh, was administrative segregation unit and was capital punishment until 1989. Okay. There we go. Okay, and some famous people that sweet live there. Al Capone? No, oh, unfortunately. I was so sad. The first one I wanted to do was with Al Capone, but it wasn't like haunted. It was just like the inmates that were there were the, the scary part about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Blanche Barrow of Ever. Bonnie and Clyde gang. Oh, what? Um, cool. Was a prisoner there until 1939. Uh, James Earl Ray was held in 1959 and escaped in 1967. And for those of you who aren't history buffs, he was the person who assassinated Martin Luther King Jr. on April 4th, 1968. And they let him escape. And he escaped in a year before the assassination. Well, was he the guy who they framed? 
Um, I don't know. He was caught and sent to prison in Tennessee. Hmm. Okay. But Escape that's goat. the story I got from yep. the website. That, yep, that's... He's okay. either the scapegoat or the person that uh-huh. aided or got it. did it or got it. whatever. See, yep. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Charles Arthur, or pretty boy, Floyd. Oh, my God. Was an inmate there, and he was involved in the Kansas City Massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also, I didn't write this one down, but this one kind of stuck in my head, a fucking heavyweight champion. The fucking... Of what, boxing? Sure. Well, I guess not UFC. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think he was boxing. Most he likely boxing. He fucking, like, trained there, got out, and then fucking went on to win the world or whatever. Some shit like oh, that. Oh, so he did boxing training while in prison, and then... <laughs> he trained himself in prison, and then, like... Came out to be an actual... A winner. Yeah. Oh, that's... That's impressive. Yeah, I that, thought that see, was... Look, real rehabilitation. Yeah, see? We yeah. got one story of rehabilitation. Positive. <laughs> awesome. One guy made it. Yeah. Um, by 19... 19- oh, excuse you. Uh, by 1935, the prison housed uh, 5,300 inmates. In 1937, the gas chamber was delivered. Oh, good. And the inmates were the ones who built the building around it. Um, and this was the location of 40 executions, a medical building that was five stories and had 240 beds was created. It held the medical information on each and every inmate. Cool. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I mean, I guess that's like a really big medical that, yeah, for a prison, like 240 beds. Like that's a lot. I feel like. Um, yeah. In 1954, there was a huge riot at the prison. So two inmates had faked an illness and overpowered the guards. The Yeah, the guards. I don't know what the fuck I thought I said. Um, they stole the keys and released other inmates. They smashed things, broke things, set things on fire. And this called in Missouri Highway Patrol, Kansas City Police, and National Guardsmen. They surrounded the prison. Um, the next morning is when they sent the chosen 18 to enter, um, heavily armed, of course, and they were, or the prisoners were ordered to get in the cells or they'd be shot. Um, they had almost nine prisoners per cell before they, like, had to go through and reprocess them. Okay. Uh, four inmates had been killed, 50 were injured, one attempted suicide, four officers were injured, but no inmates had escaped oh. during all of this. The damage to the building was estimated at $5 million, and after that, the prison was called the bloodiest 47 acres in America by Ew. Time Magazine. Ew. Um, in 1989, death row was no longer there, and all capital punishments were moved to a prison in Potosi. Okay. I almost thought I said potatoes. <laughs> in Potatoes, Missouri. Holy shit. Um, in 2004, after 168 years, its doors finally closed. And really? That recent? Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, inmates were moved. Recent. That's almost 20 years ago. I, I feel like anything after, like, 1990, it's recent. Oh, God. Because I was born in the 90s, so it's recent. <laughs> Old. Uh, inmates were moved to the correctional facility across town. Um, the prison had 50 buildings, and many are being used for federal courthouses or other state-involved shit. Um, okay. State involved shit. Yeah, I guess. Like, so it's still being. They're like state like, buildings, like courthouses. Yeah, so and, it's still being used yeah. by like the, mm-hmm. the government. Yeah. Local government or whatever. And as of today, the doors are actually open for tours of history and paranormal. Oh, cool. Often led by former guards and inmates. What? Yes. Hey, that's kind of cool. I thought that was pretty fucking neat. Okay, more rehabilitation. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, could you imagine, like, 
being on a tour from like a past inmate and they're like telling you all the weird creepy shit that happened or like the fucking i would believe it like i would crazy shit that happened that's wild like i would so fucking believe it way more than if joe schmo off the street like came in and was trying to act like the jungle cruise directors like (laughs) you know um okay so going into the spooky stuff spooky a hall is a hot spot and in the building is a basement of dungeons. What? It's kind of like your... The hole? The hole. The Klondike bar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reports have included being touched by ghostly hands, mm. smells of body odor, intense body odor. <gasps> oh, that was my TripAdvisor reviews mm-hmm. where they said the people behind them were smelly. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was a ghost encounter. Yep. A man can be seen on the catwalk, and of course, movements in the darkness. Mew. Uh, equipment malfunctions all the time. Like, mm-hmm. the lights just go off, oh, the fucking oh. doors don't open. Oh, no. Could you? Oh, no, Shit no. like that. <laughs> Voices have been captured on recorders, and feeling of breathing on necks can also happen. I don't like that. Oh, I don't worst. like the necks. Like, the leave worst. my neck alone. I don't like live people breathing on my neck. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't need nope. dead people breathing. In cell number 48, an inmate was beaten to death, and his figure can be seen and has been caught on camera. Mm. Fast Jack can be swe- can be seen wearing a white lab coat and carrying a clipboard. Can be recognized in the control room, so he's seen in the control room. And um, why did why is his name Fast Jack? I'll get to that. Oh, okay, <laughs> but he hasn't really been like super identified. They think he was one of the medical doctors or just somebody like that was in charge of the control room. But there's no real. Mm-hmm. like actual identification on him um so a tour guide went to secure the doors one time and came back to all the lockers open this is concerning fast jack still okay he can also be seen in hallways moving through the walls or appearing and disappearing which is why he is called fast jack so oh, he like does okay. shit hella fast and then just whoop, leaves got it um in the female wing a lady can be seen in vintage clothing a man in stripes, so I'm assuming this was predated before the striped... Before the nude outfits. Before the nude outfits. <laughs> they can be, he can be seen leaning on the fence. Um, some people have even seen children and dog ghosts. Aww. Um, there is cell door slamming, footsteps, loud banging, shadow figures, cigarette smoke smell... Objects being moved and fast-moving things. People have also reported feeling dread, sorrow, and feel as if they are being watched. Ew. Yeah. And Missouri State is one of the most haunted prisons in the country. Nice. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like all prisons are probably haunted. I feel like that, too. It's kind of just a... Like, even, like, the be... ones that are built more modern day, like, I feel For sure. like, are fucking haunted in some shape or form. For sure. It's gotta be. I mean, we're still, like, one of the only countries that uses solitary confinement as a form of punishment. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a general negative place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, recidivism rates are huge because we don't actively actually rehabilitate anybody. Uh... I'm gonna quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> and that's on government. And that's on. I am not. Uh, I I thoroughly believe we need prison reform, hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, involves more psychology and more money, which nobody wants to do. So. Yeah. Uh yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Cool. Spooky. Yeah. It's cool. We should um. Mm-mm. Try nope. to tour these places. No, thank you. <laughs> not, not the Klondike bar place for gonna sure. Gonna go smell the body odor of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine what it was smelling? Like you're thinking, I'm like thinking of like 1989 fucking ghostly body odor smell. Like that's what I'm thinking. Did people stink more in the 80s? Well, there was there deodorant in the 80s. In 1980. 
1880s. You said 1989. Sorry, I meant 80, ni- or 1889. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they had teen spirit back then. Come on now. <laughs> I meant 1889, ghostly <laughs> Freaking deodorant wasn't invented the year I was born, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, I wasn't born in 89, I was born in 90, but yeah, no. close enough. But I'm just thinking, like, nasty rat smell, poo <laughs> smelling. It just smells like a giant toilet. <laughs> cat pee like i don't fucking know like that's what i envision (laughs) not a cat prison (laughs) there was dog ghost who knows wow poor pip poor pip the cat mauling dog (laughs) cat killing dog i want to see his mug shot i need to find it okay what's his name pepe le pew yeah i'll find it later i'm gonna post it to the instagram we post the episode um all right well thanks for listening guys we're gonna we saved nerd talk for this week's episode so mm, tried oh he's handsome he's a handsome boy oh he's like a black lab but yeah he's a handsome boy oh my god there's a plushie of him yeah there <gasps> sure fucking is oh my god with his little no- oh my god that is adorable <laughs> has this little number on his tat on his collar so somebody send that to britney oh my god <laughs> it's so cute um all right well i don't know what nerd talk you want to talk about because i'm not caught up on shit i know i have one more episode of loki i got to see croaky crocky i, I don't know the al- a crocodile alligator version of loki all right <laughs> um and the guy from spice world and Star Wars. He's also in Star Wars. Um, you would know him from Star Wars. He's like... Uh, what the I hell was his Spice name? World. Oh, I guess you would have seen Spice World. D- you lived on that He's movie. the guy that's like... the. He's like the bad guy. Yeah, the really tall, skinny, weird-looking guy. Yeah. 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 Not not the creepy guy who's like the trying to film them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, when three become one. <laughs> You're like, what? And yeah, he's like dressed up in like an old school version of the Loki costume. That's just funny. That was funny. Um, alright, well. Sorry. That's okay. I can't come in with some nerd talk right now. That's alright. They, uh, dropped some, um, visuals for the new Lord of the Rings series that Amazon is producing. Mmm, because it comes out next year. Mm-hmm, I get all those TikToks right now. I know, and everyone's like tripping. Now I feel like I need to go read the Silmarillion to find out what the fuck is going to happen. <laughs> I can figure out how to read between now and then. Yeah, I need to pick up on reading again. Yeah. I haven't read in a long time. I know. I need to, I need to just pick something different because as much as I feel like I need to finish this fucking Twilight book, it's like literally causing me to not read at all. Yeah. That's how I am. I'm still working on uh, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Like, I can't finish that one. I didn't have... I mean, I didn't have a problem. I don't... I don't know I don't think the problem with that, like... I mean, that's all our early episodes. The problem with that is it it got good at the end. It got really good at the end where I was like, flip, 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 and then it was done. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like half... I think I'm like a little less than halfway through, but I'm trying. Like, I try to read a chapter here and there just to push myself through it. I think I'm gonna try... I'm giving up on the Twilight thing again. I feel like you can move somewhere else. Because he fell in love with her khaki skirts and, <laughs> you know, all the things. Oh, no. I, uh... Oh, but, God. Yeah. Um, what else has gone on? Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a trailer for The Last Duel. Yes. And, and I'm dropping... I'm gonna go to the mall and go get some Burberry cologne or whatever it is. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Alright, maybe I'll, I'll get that for you for your birthday. I really don't need fucking Burberry cologne. It's gonna be s- like the little sample vial of yeah, it. Yeah, just the little sample pack. It's fine. With the big ass like poster of him. <laughs> gotta steal that from Macy's. <laughs> just gonna shove it under my jacket and run out. <laughs> I need this. Educational purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. Oh man. Oh no. Um, 
but uh, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Adam Driver fans are we're all over the place lately. I feel like we've gotten fucking... the it's like the most Adam Driver dropped in like three years. But I also feel like too like these fucking wannabe Adam Driver fans are coming out because he got a fucking six pack in this shit. They didn't want him when he was looking all chub chub and fucking the first Lord of the Lord. <laughs> I don't even know what movie he's in. He wasn't even chunky. He was he, just but thick. He was he he was thickums, but you know. <laughs> no, I feel no, like because he has like, like this. He's ugly. Now he's this big, and now yeah, the Burberry shit dropped. Yeah, like oh, it's like well, no, no, you should have loved Adam in his fucking girls' days. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> Well, as soon as that man grew his hair out to his shoulders, you know I was sold. So. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a sucker for big I love ears. men no, with long hair. Rowan's in love with Sandlot right now, and she's all about Hercules, the dog. How is she? Okay, so she loves the dog on the screen. I have, <laughs> I have a dog that is probably the size of Hercules, if not and smaller, she will not and probably smaller, but will not go near him. Yeah. She's like, oh, he's such a cute little puppy. Even though he's big, he's still a puppy, right? Lord in heaven. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's yes, so Rowan. True. This is what it is. Oh, boy. Alrighty. Well, we are now caught back up. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel so bad. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Like a... Uh, I don't know. You can like us on Facebook, but I haven't posted there in quite some time. That's okay. Um, follow us on Instagram. Comment. DM us. Leave us some reviews so I can send you some stickers. Stop taking popcorn And, um, yeah. Alright. Thanks for listening, guys. We will catch you next week. Bye!